Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mum of twin boys and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better and live your best life. Welcome to episode number five. I'm really, really excited for this episode in particular because I know that a lot of mums do follow along on social media and I feel really, really passionate about helping mums to understand the importance of really being informed when it comes to their postpartum body. And it just so happens that one of my really good girlfriends specializes in this field. So today I have one of my friends, Sarah, joining us and she's going to share her knowledge and we're going to just talk about the things that we feel are really, really important that mums need to know. So Sarah and I have known each other for over 10 years now and it's been a real pleasure to watch her grow and establish her business, The Mummy Trainer. Sarah has begun to grow a really strong social media following and she also is the personal trainer to social media starlets like Emily Hembrow. Sarah also holds group fitness classes here on the Gold Coast. She's available for in-home consultations, but she also has an amazing online program so that any mum anywhere all over the world can access her resources and make sure that they're making the most informed decisions for their postpartum body and returning to fitness in a way that's not going to cause them any harm. So Sarah... Thank you for coming along today. I really appreciate it and I'm excited to get stuck into it. Great. Thanks for having me, Kylie. Absolutely. Anytime. So I have the pleasure of knowing your backstory, but for those who don't know much about you yet, can you share with us why did you even want to get into this industry in the first place? Sure. So I've always had an interest um, in the fitness industry and always been pretty active and sporty um, growing up. So I was a flight attendant when I had my first child, Geordie. Um, I waited until he was 12 weeks old, which is the guidelines for returning to running. So I didn't know what I know now, um, but I wish I did because I went for just a slow jog and I ended up injuring myself and I had to have two months of physio just to not be in pain. So that was not great with a three-month-old baby, as you can imagine. (laughs) So when you say injured yourself, what sort of injury did you sustain? So it's called piriformis syndrome. So the piriformis muscle sits inside your glutes um, and it spasmed so much that it was um, pinching my sciatic nerve. So anytime I'd bend or hinge at the hips, so even to sit down. Or to pick up your baby. Or to pick up my baby, I was in excruciating pain. It was really, really uncomfortable. So not ideal. Not ideal. And I thought I was doing the right thing. I googled went to return to running, found that resource. Um, and yeah, I didn't know all the steps that I needed to take prior to that point to get me back to running. 
So when I found out that I was pregnant with my second baby, I didn't want to make the same mistake again. So I um, enrolled myself and did my certificate three and four in fitness. And then I've also done um, four so far different courses on pregnancy and postpartum exercise, initially just so I had a plan for myself because I couldn't find anything out there that was a step-by-step progression of getting back to exercise. There was, you know, do this, don't do this, but I needed step-by-step at what point, what could I do to make myself as stable and strong as I needed. You needed a program to follow. Exactly. So I initially developed the postnatal program for myself, which I did follow. And safe to say, I started running injury-free and I actually felt stronger running than I had even before I had kids. So it just shows that taking that time to set the foundations is really important. So then I found that a lot of other mums would benefit from this information as well. So I started my business, The Mummy Trainer, and a huge part of it is about the education. So I do run educational workshops through the Gold Coast City Council, educating mums on what's happened to their bodies and what to expect and how to ease themselves back into exercise. And I think that that's a really, really beautiful combination of returning to exercise, but also the education, because there are so many new mums that just all of a sudden want to sign up to a mums and bubs boot camp, thinking that, oh, this is the solution for me. I have a young baby. I can bring the pram. This is what I need. But in actual fact, unless a personal trainer has done extensive studies, whether that's through a, a course or through just their own investigation, they may not be the right trainer for a mum who's just had a baby. Is that right? That is, it is very right. And it is um, very common. A lot of my clients have come to me after going to certain mums and bubs boot camps. Um, and the trainer obviously isn't trying to cause them any harm, but it's just that the knowledge isn't there as in depth as it should be on how to help these mums go through that recovery and rehabilitation stage and what's right for them to do at that point in time. And everyone's different. So you could have had a great birth, no ab separation, pelvic floor's fine, and you might be fine. But there are so many mums, one in three women have bladder leakage after childbirth. That's a huge amount. It is. It's huge. And it's not really spoken about enough. It's not. And a lot of people think, I'll just wear a pad when I exercise, or I'll just quickly do a wee and then start my session. You shouldn't have to do that. Seeing a women's health physio and doing the right exercises, you can fix that most of the time. And if you can't, there's certain exercises that you shouldn't be doing to be putting that strain on your lifestyle to cause those issues. And I feel like nowadays there is so much pressure on women to get their post-baby body you know, into shape. They want to look straight back to how they did before they had kids. So they are joining boot camps or buying programs online that include things like burpees and box jumps and sit-ups. Are those kind of movements dangerous for someone who's just had a baby? Like what can actually happen? Say I've just had a baby six weeks ago. I go to a boot camp or I buy this program and I start doing my burpees, my jump squats, those explosive moves. What, what are the risks? So if you haven't had the proper checks, you don't know exactly where your body's at and what it's gone through with your type of birth. A lot of stuff um, internally you can't actually see. Um, So doing these kind of exercises, you can cause yourself to have prolapse, even if you didn't have it during birth. All the supporting structures of your pelvic floor aren't strong enough 
to support those kind of movements because it's a huge amount of intra-abdominal pressure that's pushing down on the pelvic floor. So if you do have stage one prolapse, you can be pushing that to a stage two prolapse. If you have a stage two prolapse, you could be then pushing that to a stage three, which is protruding out of your body. Nobody wants to do that, but so many times it can happen because they just don't know, haven't had the checks prior and not sure what they can do. And that's just the pelvic floor. You could also injure yourself like I did. Your body has a hormone called relaxin running through it that peaks at the end of your first trimester in pregnancy, also at childbirth. And then that stays in your body up to six months after you've had your baby and if you're breastfeeding the whole time. So that hormone relaxin loosens all your muscles and ligaments to prepare for childbirth. So all of your joints aren't as strong as they normally are. So performing those explosive movements, you're at a higher risk of injuring yourself. So for the women who may be listening who don't have kids or even if they do have kids, they may still not be aware of what prolapse actually is, particularly if they've not had the adequate checks or attention, which happens to so many of us. Can you just explain exactly what prolapse is? Sure. So basically your pelvic floor is the supporting structure in your abdominal cavity. So it sits at the bottom like a hammock and is attached to your pelvis. On top of that is your internal organs. So as women, we have our bladder, uterus, and the bowel. So if you just think of a bird's eye view, those three holes, the pelvic floor opens up as a valve to release when you need to empty um, to go to the bathroom. Um, So if that is stretched from obviously having a baby passing through the birth canal, even if you've had a cesarean, just the weight of the baby puts pressure on that, especially more um, the case if you've had a vaginal birth, you have a higher risk of prolapse. So that's prolapse is the internal organs descending down and worst case scenario out of your body. So you can have a rectum prolapse. So you may find that you have a lot of trouble emptying your bowels or something feels like it's hanging down. You can have a uterus prolapse. So your uterus starts descending down the vaginal canal and can actually so come out. So it's quite out. serious. Yeah, and there's all different stages. Um, you can have the front wall, the back wall of your vaginal open. There's so many different types of prolapse and depending on what area that it's in, that's why it's so important to see a women's health physio or your obstetrician or gynecologist at that six-week point to pick up these things. I just find it so interesting because even hearing you explain that now, that's never been explained to me in that way, in a way that I can understand it and go, oh, okay, that makes sense. I probably need to get an internal check, right? And so if someone was to have prolapse, whether it be stage one or stage, like, is there a, what are the symptoms? How would you know if you didn't get the check? So you may feel a heaviness or dragging sensation is one of the biggest signs. Um, Having incontinence issues, so whether that's um, through urine or feces, is another sign that things aren't being held up and supported as they should be. Um, Pain during intercourse can be one. Um, And I also want to point out that as well as being um, stretched and loose through the pelvic floor, you can also be the opposite, which is hypertonic, so too tight. Okay. So a lot of the mums out there, if you've had a tremendous, horrible labour and your baby was just not getting through there, you've probably got a hypertonic pelvic floor. And a lot of the symptoms can be similar to a weakened pelvic floor, the lower back pain, pain during intercourse. You may have trouble emptying your bowels, constipation, because everything's too tight. 
But in that case, they're not going to have the prolapse. It's just going to stay, or they could. They can still have the prolapse because all of those muscles and ligaments, they're tight, but they're not strong. Right. So that can cause the constipation. Then if you're pushing and pushing, you're pushing with great force to empty your bowels or to go to the bathroom, you can give yourself prolapse. Wow. So it's not just weakened pelvic floor, it's hypertonic, so too tight, overactive pelvic floor as well. And so to pick up on this, like the best way, obviously you want to catch this as early on as possible. And at those six-week checks, often, depending on whether you go through public or private, a lot of the time you just go to your GP for your six-week checkup. And Sarah and I were discussing this before we started recording. When you go to a GP, it's often a 15-minute window and they might have a look at the wound if you've had a C-section or want to check stitches or, you know, those sorts of things. But I don't know, do many GPs do an internal examination? No. (laughs) Um, And they just don't have time. And also that's not their main focus at that point in time. A lot of it is just your general well-being, talking about contraception. Some may check if you have abdominal separation, um, which is amazing, but nine times out of 10, they won't. So that's why it is so important to um, have a checklist to know what to get ticked off at that really important and crucial time to make the most of your recovery and have the best rehabilitation after birth. So I've created an acronym called CARE, C-A-R-E, and you can use this to tick off what you need to cover when you have your six-week check. So you may need to make an appointment with a GP and a women's health physio or obstetrician to get all of these things checked. And I would recommend getting this checked even if you're not wanting to exercise because this is your body. (laughs) Once you've had a baby, it's postpartum for life. And then once you go through menopause, all your hormones change again and you can still have issues present then. So even if you're not planning on joining a boot camp or signing up for a marathon, just for living in your vessel, in your body, you need to get checked. Definitely. So the C stands for coping and contraception. So that generally does get checked with your GP, which is great. So that's the time to talk about how you're coping with motherhood, all of the stresses and demands, which are a lot, (laughs) very high. It's a, yeah, it's a very stressful time time and, and it's hard. So it's great to have your GP check on you and see how you're going and offer support Um, If you do need that, which a lot of people do need to take them up on that offer. A is for active pelvic floor. So more so if it is active or if it is overactive. So generally you'll need to see a women's health physiotherapist or your obstetrician or gynecologist to get that checked. And is that an internal examination? Yeah, some some people do the ultrasound, the real-time ultrasound, but it is more... um, Effective? Effective and accurate if they do an internal examination. So once you've had a baby, it's kind of, yeah. It, even, you just go for it. Like it's, it may be a tiny little bit uncomfortable. It's not going to hurt, but it is. It might be the first chance that you get to lay down and relax that day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the internal examination, they can test and grade so much more than what a real-time ultrasound can pick up. So um, if your women's health physio or gynecologist isn't going to do an internal, ask them to. So that's the active pelvic floor. Um, R is for rectus abdominis. So that's your six-pack muscles. And it's more so to check the separation in between these muscles, which is the connective tissue called the linear alba. So this stretches and thins out during pregnancy to allow room for the baby. And then after birth, some people's separation goes back to normal without any intervention. 
but a lot of the time people are left with quite large separation, which affects your whole abdominal cavity and the way that your core functions, which can also affect your pelvic floor. So it's all connected. It's, it's all connected. So you need everything working and strong with the right integrity to be at optimal performance, even if you're not wanting to exercise just for everyday life and to reduce aches and pains. So that's definitely really important. Your GP may check that, but again, women's health physio um, are all over that. Um, and ease external wound. So if you've had a cesarean or an episiotomy, just checking how that's healing, stitches, any discomfort and that sort of thing. So that's, yeah, the care check is very important and it would be good to try and get that implemented into doctor's offices or just at least having more people aware of what to get checked at that point. Do you have the care checklist listed out on your Instagram account? I do. I'll repost it again. Yeah, please do. When we go live, if you can repost it, and Sarah's Instagram account is the at the full stop mummy full stop trainer. Yes. Um, I'll tag her in stories as well. And speaking of the gram, which I do so love, how do you feel about women who are just having babies and then, you know, within the next week, two weeks, three, four weeks, posting images of their post-baby body and potentially photoshopping photos or you know, posing in a way that makes their body look like they've just bounced back or perhaps for some women it has just bounced back. Um, And I guess whether it has or hasn't isn't really the point. But do you think as a trainer who is working closely with women who have just had babies, do you think that has a negative impact on women? It definitely can. And for those women that do have babies and their tummy comes back straight away, that's, that's great, like good on them. And putting that out there, that's fine. But it also can be very damaging for the people that that doesn't happen to. And that can come down to genetics, how big you got during your pregnancy, how big your baby is. It takes about six weeks for the uterus to shrink back to its original size. So depending on how much stretch as well has happened, if you've gained a bit of weight um, during your pregnancy, everyone's going to look completely different and you should never put that pressure on yourself to look a certain way within a certain time frame, your main focus should be on recovery, getting strong just for motherhood, just daily tasks, rather than hitting it at the gym. Yeah, or rather than hitting a certain number. Yeah. And I know even now, like our boys are five years old, but just yesterday I had a message coming through saying, how did you lose your baby weight? And I'm like, that was five years ago. So just don't compare your postpartum body to someone else's postpartum body particularly on Instagram, because there's tricks that you can do with photography, lighting, photoshops. There's just, there's a lot that can be done. So if you're following people who aren't making you feel amazing about your postpartum body, just reconsider who you follow. Yeah, exactly. Find someone that inspires you and you should be just exercising for enjoyment. The mental health benefits of exercising are huge and they far outweigh the physical exactly benefits. yeah so yeah huge focus just should be on exercising for how it makes you feel releasing all those feel-good endorphins which you need at that postpartum stage you're so tired don't exhaust yourself exercising pick something that you enjoy and that you like and that's not too intense so that you're left really tired when you've already got a newborn baby to deal with yeah absolutely and it is just so important to keep in mind that everyone goes through a different experience, a different pregnancy, a different delivery, a different recovery. And when it comes to pregnancy, some women can work out the whole time 
and others can't at all. So I think it's important to not have a big expectation on yourself prior to falling pregnant. I know for me, I thought that I would maintain my exercise regime throughout my pregnancy. Little did I know I would fall pregnant with twins and from six weeks of being pregnant, I was unable to do any exercise at all because I was just so ill. So just not having any pressure on yourself. Yeah, definitely. So don't put that pressure on yourself because you might be someone that goes to the gym, exercises every day, full pregnant, and then you get that dreaded morning sickness. That lasts all day. And you might not be able to stomach certain foods that you'd normally have. So you find that you're eating differently, all sorts of things. Just don't be hard on yourself. Just go with the flow and whatever happens, happens. And is it important to see a physiotherapist throughout your pregnancy as well? Um, It is a good idea, um, especially to check out um, how your pelvic floor is, which might give you some ideas and techniques um, which will help you with birth, especially if you do have an overactive pelvic floor. You need to really work on down training, so relaxation techniques, and learn how to let go so that way when you do go into labour, you're not tense through there and it's going to be hard for it to open up to let that baby out. So it's definitely, even before you fall pregnant, I'd recommend having a women's health physio check just to see where Where your pelvic floor is at even before you fall pregnant so you know what to expect. And that will really help with your recovery after birth as well. And for any women who may be listening and are currently pregnant, but they're feeling really well, do they need to be particularly careful about the moves that they're doing at the gym or the trainer that they're using or the group fitness that they're attending? Yes, of course. So Um, as I said, that hormone relaxin peaks at the end of your first trimester, so around 14 weeks. So you're more susceptible to injury. Your abs are slightly coming out to the side, separating the linear alveolar, that connective tissue is coming out. So if you're doing exercises that have a high amount of intra-abdominal pressure, so if you think of it like a balloon inside your abdominal cavity and causing it to push out, you can actually make your separation bigger and as the baby gets a bit heavier and the placenta grows, you can cause yourself to have a weakened pelvic floor if you're doing the wrong exercises. So I just want to go over that again to really stress that. If you're pregnant, it's important to modify how you're training because you can actually worsen your abdominal separation. Yeah, absolutely. So if you've got yeah those high impact um, exercises, even something like a lap pull down, you wouldn't typically think that's not a high impact exercise. But when you pull down, it's a high amount of intra-abdominal pressure. So if you look at someone's side on doing a lap pull down, the stomach will push out. Even if you focus on the right breathing techniques, you would have to have that 100% perfect, a really lightweight to not have that affecting the connective tissue. For those who might not know what a lap pull down is, it's that machine at the gym where you're seated down, you extend your arms above your shoulders and you're pulling down with weight. On the bar, yeah. Yeah, and so that's a move that I would kind of go, oh, that's fine to do because it's an upper body exercise. But Sarah and I were having this conversation, I think the last time we caught up, and she was saying that that's one of the worst moves you can do and that can really push out your stomach and that can kind of give the appearance of like a kind of a turtle shell, can't it? Yeah. So they call it doming or coning. So um, in the middle of your abdominal cavity, like if you just slightly lean backwards, you can get it as well. So don't do that when you're pregnant. Um, And it sticks out even lying down in bed. If you try and just sit straight up, you'll get that as well. So roll to your side, push up with your arms. There are a lot of modifications that you need to make when you're pregnant, even squats, for example, you don't want to be squatting with heavy weights 
and especially going lower than parallel to your knees because you're opening up your pelvic floor by getting that low, which you so don't want. So important to hear because I swear I'm seeing so many people who are pregnant on social media pumping out these high-intensity workouts, which are great if they're fit and capable to do it. But maybe not. Like maybe it's not the best thing. Yeah, absolutely. So some people that work out a lot or are elite athletes, they may be okay doing those types of exercises within reason. Um, Obviously, really high um, impact exercises, probably not. But you don't know unless you've been checked or if you're well informed of what's happening to your body and what exercises that you're doing and how they impact your body. It's so fascinating. I think that all of the information that we've shared in this episode is going to be really, really powerful and informative for so many women and not just women, their partners as well, because there really is a gap. It doesn't seem like there's enough support or education. I know so many new mums are heading to the boot camps. They're heading back to F45 or CrossFit and just sounds like that's not the right fit for a postpartum body. No, it's not. So much food for thought. I love having conversations like this. I think it's just, like I've said a hundred times, so, so important. So thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and share your knowledge with us. Thank you very much for having me. And I hope your listeners have got at least one piece of advice out of this or learned something new because that gives me um, great joy knowing that I'm helping people, especially during that time in their lives because it is very special and important as well. So if you um, would like to have some more information or if you wanted to check out the online programs, you can head over to my Instagram, which is at the.mummy.trainer. Hit the link in the bio, which is my website, which is just themummytrainer.com and check out the online programs. I've got a code set up for you um, podcast, which will give you $100 off an annual pass. And you also get um, a free resistance band and door anchor to do all of your exercises at home. Amazing. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.